Thank you for listening to Hog Story, where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. I'm Fletcher. And with the sneeze count at two, just before the show, and no one heard it, I'm Carolyn Blaney. And I guess it's where I say something. I'm William, and I'm from uh, Culture War Radio. buddy you're done you're done son well <laughs> William oh. welcome welcome first welcome. time in the smoker with us yeah. on yes. Hog Story hey yes. thank you for having me on here hey oh, thank of course you for being on the show thank you for episode 209 of Hog 209. Story All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a number I don't there's know magic to it. I yeah, know. I don't know if there's magic to it. Um, if it's an angel number or if it's just a number, it could just be a number. Some, it could just be. be I think sometimes yeah. numbers are just numbers. I think so. Yeah. But yeah. other times, they're they're kind of magical because they keep showing up in places. Yeah, you always notice it once you buy a car. You see the car everywhere, right? Yeah, but I don't oh, see two two oh nine popping up all over the place. <laughs> not yet. Not, <laughs> not yeah, yet. Yeah, not yet. Two oh eight. Haven't you seen that? No. Okay. No. Seen any of that <laughs> not, not not yet. No. No. <laughs> but maybe it's the way the no. numbers break down. There you go. Um. No. Cool. Thanks for having me. I'm kind of a, uh, I think I'm kind of a no agenda outcast at this point. So, uh, thank, <laughs> thanks for letting me be on here. Oh, well, sure. I mean, uh, I didn't, I didn't know we had an outcast on, but now it's, now it's even cooler. I know. Yeah. So cool. So cool. <laughs> so. Well, why do you say that? Why do you think that? Um, well, I guess specifically I say that because in the last week or two, I noticed that Adam blocked me over on uh, Twitter. He hasn't blocked me on the Fediverse yet, though. But, uh, um, yeah, I, that's like the last, I, I guess I'm kind of annoying on some of that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think I troll, but I definitely, I don't know, push back on some stuff. So, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, really. I, yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it's really important. That's kind of what my whole show is about. But, yeah. Trolls, yeah. we love you. <laughs> Maybe I need to do more trolling. Maybe that would get me more. <laughs> well, it could go two ways. I mean, uh, right. either way, you're going to be getting attention, yes. though. Yeah. So I don't know. My um, so the podcast it's uh, it's Sunday nights nine to midnight, and uh, the website is culturewar.radio. 
somehow I was able to convince somebody in Europe that I could get that uh, TLD or whatever at that. So oh. just straight up culture, culture war dot radio. Oh, so, okay. Okay. No dot com oh, that's cool. Not and then I did cool. start with uh, the Fediverse through No Agenda and all that. And yeah. so fucking glad that they're doing that. And I love Adam that he's pushing the podcasting and pushing the Fediverse and all that. But uh, technically I'm over at uh, I'm WJ Magus at liberal.city, which is my own little server. But um, oh, oh, right on. So, but yeah, I've seen you on both. I've seen you on liberal.city and then I've seen you on a culture war. I doubt radio, I guess, on, on well, uh, there w- the Yeah, I can't remember what I had. I had a different domain that I was using for my Fediverse server back in the day. Okay. Um, I, I think I've jumped like three or four times. So, <laughs> oh, okay. But I started at noagendasocial.com. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, if anybody's out there and they want, I mean, obviously there's, what is it, ITM? What is it? There's a new... Fediverse. Uh, yeah, there's a there's several of them, and I, I can never remember. Yeah, uh, I think I saw itmslaves.com. Um, I think that I might be the one I saw. One. Wasn't yeah. there a Gitmo dot nation? There was so. yeah, something Gitmo like dot nation. Something like that. One of yeah. them like is no longer. I can't okay. remember which one. Oh, yeah, but yeah. uh, um, but it, so we it's have very, another I mean, one. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. I mean, the healthy thing is just a keep making more and more servers instead of having one big one. They've got the uh, Macedon.social that's like the mega one, but it's fucking very woke. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of, you know, cancel, pe- cancel people. So. That's the only annoying thing is, is, is when they want to block entire instances. Totally. And, uh, a lot of the times I can't see some posts, Yep. you know, and uh, oh, that's lame. It's I'm also on uh, shitposter.club. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, we're on that. Cool. I uh, I call myself Equinsuocha on that one uh, because according to Ace Ventura, when nature calls, that means white devil. <laughs> That's perfect for that, uh, that domain there too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I've got uh, a hideous bust of some uh, some dead uh, soccer player. Or football, oh. depending on what region you're in. Okay, huh? Yeah, it was, it was a statue, or just a bust that somebody had commissioned of this famous uh, <laughs> football player, and it's, it's awesome. horrible. It's absolutely yeah, it's, horrible. It's, it's very gruesome looking. <laughs> huh? Hey, but yeah. you know they tried it. At least they did it. I couldn't make a bust look that good. Yeah. No. I, no, me neither. My family, we just went to Greece. It was my kind of first real international travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, saw all that stuff. And that was fucking awesome. I'm half Greek, so it's kind of a... It's also saw family and stuff there. But uh, I thought so with Magos is your last name. So, you know what I just did? And it's weird because I... I, people, some people do have problems. Like you know, I, you can say it different ways, but I just put, okay. I just put maggots with uh, the maggots. T, like with a strike through. I think that's oh. what I should use from now on, because that's oh, okay. basically how you say it. So you just say maggots, but you know, you can drop the T if you please. <laughs> oh, so okay, maggots. I see. Maggots. Right, okay. Maggots. So yeah, so we saw a ton of. So it's funny because, like the old. Uh, British archaeologists and shit—they stole all this stuff from Greece. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I guess there, I just said some, uh, it was something they stole from Iraq too, like during the Iraq war or somebody. Oh, it was, oh, damn it. Hobby Lobby or something had something. Anyway, but it's a separate what? thing. Yeah. You can look it up. Um, Hobby Lobby Gilgamesh, I think it was the something of Gilgamesh. Anyway, the FBI or something is trying to go after them. They didn't take it, but they bought it from somebody who took it or whatever. Uh, but yeah. anyway, th- the Greek, um, so, you know, the Acropolis and then on yeah. top of the Acropolis, obviously there's Parthenon. And so this, the British museum said, Hey, we got all this stuff, but, and Greeks want it back. And they're saying, well, we're not going to give it back until you guys actually give us a real museum. Sorry. Until you actually have a real good museum for it. Uh, so the Greeks, I think with the, when they had the Olympics, they got a lot of money or something, and they built this museum like next to it, and they took the third floor and they turned it so that it's basically exactly in the same layout and like the same shape and size as the Parthenon. And then it's basically all glass kind of up there. And they have all these like empty spots where they're basically saying, hey, fuckers, we <laughs> we have the museum now. Uh, it's time to give it back. And of course, the British and whoever else has their stuff still hasn't given it back. Oh, of course not. No, I, no. I went to England when I was 18. I went to the British Museum and I saw oh, a bunch yeah. of uh, Greek stuff there. Yeah. And and they did uh, Greece, Egypt, all sorts of places. They just right. like, uh, hey, we want that. We're gonna take it. Cool, yeah. thanks. <laughs> you know, uh, obelisks, right. uh, all these priceless artifacts, mummies. There's mummies up there. Uh, there's a piece of Roman glass that, um, in it, when the light shines through it in one direction, it's green. When it shines through it in another way, uh, it's red. Oh, uh, it's awesome. super rare. They they don't even know how they made it back then. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but they're not giving it back to Italy or anything. Right. No. I guess their argument, I guess it's called the, in the Greece thing is called Elgin's marbles. They call it because I guess it was this guy Elgin who basically stole it and he essentially sold it to the British museum. And so I think part of their argument is that they will be, we basically paid for this. Although the guy who sold it, you know, who's basically fencing stolen goods. Right? Yeah. I mean, if a, but, a pawn shop tried to pull that shit, that wouldn't fly. Right. Well, we bought it from the guy. Right. No, the British so. are just fuck ancient Egypt. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and ancient Greece. Got something for yes. everything. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I did see a, a story that um, archaeologists in Turkey claim they found the uh, the Greek Trojan horse hmm. in the city of Troy. Huh. Uh, just right. bits of wood, really. Yeah. And uh, and a plaque that uh, had some bit of poetry on it about uh the greek soldiers cool yeah, yeah if it turns out to be true that's really cool yeah they're constantly trying to figure out what you know is a real reference or which is totally made up and stuff yeah yeah because i mean for a long time they thought the the whole city of troy was just a myth right <laughs> yep I mean, pretty sure they found it yep so that's that's pretty cool Pretty cool. I've never been anywhere over in in that uh, neck of those woods. Yeah, that was my first thing. My I went with my wife and daughter and her parents. Yeah, um, that's the first time I've ever really gone anywhere. I went <laughs> there. You go in uh, Carolyn. I've been up to your near neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. I went to Quebec oh, City. Yeah. Oh, cool! Um, nice. It's for, beautiful there. Well, it wasn't when I was there because this was okay. for uh, <laughs> this was for the protest in okay. 2001. 
There was a, so you know what NAFTA is, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. So their attempt to extend that to South America was called the FTAA, Free Trade Area of the Americas. And I don't think they ever actually made that happen. Um, but basically NAFTA, you know, Canada and Mexico t- and expand it to basically all of um, Central and South America. So they were having a big, um, you know, government conference or whatever. So yeah. this was when I was, you know, a nice young 20 something year old, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> and so I and convinced a friend of mine and we drove up there. Luckily that was, it was right before it was April, 2001. So it was right before kind of stuff got a little tighter. Um, oh yeah. Otherwise you know, that'd been 9/11. a pain in the ass to get through. Totally. And I had like no money and like, they were like, you're coming up here with like no money. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a little <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I didn't know they used money in Canada. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, and I obviously couldn't really read any of the French I have and a stuff. And pocket of maple oh, it's leaves. very, very heavily on French in Quebec City. Montreal, you could get, you could, a lot of people speak English, but Quebec right. City, it's a lot of uh, francophones. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was very cool. But everything was like all just mobbed by it was all protesters and very fun and cool and there was tear gas all over the place and everything was wow. like very you know, cool fenced up yeah. and blocked off and all this kind of stuff and um yeah it was it was it was fun i was there for like probably 20 eh, not even 24 hours really um but it was just like fucking it's kind of close and let's go do it and it was like in the spirit of the seattle thing which was in 99 right so the whole world like trade organization stuff. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. and this was kind of like the next big, you know, international conference kind of thing. So it's like I can kind of do it. We can make it up there in 10 hours each way. <laughs> kind of did it. So but didn't accomplish anything. I mean, I guess we kind of whatever, but the whole argument was like and this is kind of my argument on my show is just like just transparency. Like I'm, you know, and it's kind of why I'm probably an outcast on a lot of no agenda stuff is I'm definitely a lefty. Um, but you know, what drew me to no agenda back in 2008, um, is just that, you know, it's the, it's, they're lying to us, right? There's big media and they fucking suck and it's all very, and a government and it's all very manipulative and it's horrible. And they were trying to like, ex, you know, explain that to people and help people see through a lot of that shit. And that's, you know, why I've always loved them. So, um, and that was the same thing with like Quebec. It was like, they're just not the, the rules that they were making and how they were going to, you know, and this is how they had established NAFTA too. It was not transparent before, you know, before they were having any of these votes. And so they were, you know, negotiating in secret to do the FTAA stuff. So that's why I'm a big Julian Assange fan and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not, yeah, I, 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 you know, I do think assholes are always trying to control us and doing shit, but mm-hmm. the biggest thing, I do think that we do, and I think Trump's election kind of proved that, like, I don't think they wanted him in there. And so I think that we technically, it still does, the system does work as much as one would say votes do get counted or whatever. Um, but they're obviously always constantly trying to, like, you know fuck with us and do whatever they can behind behind you know oh, secrecy yeah. and all that yeah i i always felt that trump was sort of delayed the the leadership of globalism mm-hmm. like like in canada as soon as justin trudeau got in and 
in my opinion, he'll be prime minister for the rest of his life hmm. um, because hmm. we don't have term limits. And I look at all the 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 competition up against up against Trudeau, and really, there's only one. I mean, we we have multiple parties, but. Um, but it's really between the liberals and the conservatives, and that's always going to be the case. Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, you, you, the United States delayed uh, globalism, um, at least a, a globalist uh, sort of guy who would play the game and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, like like Trudeau would, you know, like right. he'll he'll roll over if if the powers that be tell him to. Just like just like John, uh, Johnson and um, uh, Merkel, well, yeah. all those right. people. Biden, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Biden. Well, they oh, were yeah. still able to get stuff through even when Trump was in office, though. Right. So, oh, mean, for sure. You know yeah. that um, all that uh, shielding thing with the CDC and all that about wanting to put people uh, in these green zones and whatever, and hmm. whether or not they're able to implement it is one thing. But they were still able to push that through uh uh what did they call that exactly and we even talked about it on the show um and you know it, it seems awfully conspiratorial or, or conspiracy theory in that area but mm-hmm. the seed it's it's a it's a report put out by the cdc of them thinking well this might be the best way to do it of uh putting people in green zones and uh have all the infected in these zones and if they can't take care of themselves and we will take somebody that's not infected and pretty much uh conscript them into servitude into <laughs> these green zones and and where they can do you know maintenance and that sort of thing uh, uh, or or whatever is needed yeah. inside these green zones i for one i don't really like that uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that doesn't seem uh, very free um but uh, whether or not they're able to implement it is a whole other thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's as long as that stuff is, you know, you have to make that available to us, which they're obviously not doing all the time as well, right? That's why no. Assange is being held. That's why, you know, Snowden had to run away and all that kind of stuff. So they, they don't, you know, they do make a lot of these plans secretly. But again, as long as there's us, and it's, again, you know, shades of gray or whatever spectrum about us actually ultimately being in control, it's like that. And the the trick to me is to constantly try to expand that, right? To keep making us, you know, better critical thinkers, getting better media, you know, um, making a system that is more accountable. I think our, you know, obviously down here in the U.S., two-party system is completely stupid um you know it makes good people really hard to elect i think like um people with integrity is kind of more important than what political side they're on oh yeah and i think the two-party system really breaks that really well because you could have like you know let's say tulsi right you could have tulsi who could probably win a lot of republican votes and a lot of democratic votes you know and tons of independent but could never make it through either one of the party systems um and so that's really effective to keep the 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 good the basically like you said the people who don't want to play along (laughs) from being able to to get anywhere close yeah and a lot of a lot of the times they uh 
they're wishy-washy about which side they're on. Uh, Republicans might say one thing, but then they they side with another side. Or even Democrats might say, "No, I'm trust me, I'm liberal." Then they go and do all this this neocon shit right. and uh, start bombing the fuck out of sandy areas. You're like, uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, man. And then guys that. Uh, once I started paying attention to politics and everything that I started to like and appreciate, like Dennis Kucinich, they're mm-hmm. like, get that fucker out of here. Get that guy out. We don't right. like him. We can't have right. him saying things, you know, that uh, might get people to think. Right. Ron Paul. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. No, then that's what's cool. I mean, even if you uh, say you are an outcast in the in the no agenda sphere of things, uh, it's, it's still good to have, uh, you know, a point of view that might be contrary to what is... Uh, perceived as the majority uh we need that we need um, a little bit of pushback sometimes because we'll get complacent in our views and, yeah uh, and and that's you know i'm so happy for you guys to have me on that's what i'm trying to get on my show is just having all these different conversations you know yeah like yeah. i mm-hmm. and that's what i'm kind of desperate for is to get you know different people to come on basically shit that's going on during the week you know come on and say your piece and let's kind of talk through it and see if we can get a little little clearer on both of our perspectives you know yeah. um figure out where we're, we're both a little bit fucked up perhaps you know and, and and try to keep that open mind to actually be convinced you know if i'm having somebody on and they can tell i'm just trying to like how do i find holes in them how do i convince them that's that's bullshit yeah. you know and a yeah. lot of people yeah. approach it that way and it's mm-hmm. it, you're not going to get anywhere and then they, they say oh they, no. they'll never change and it's like you're not coming at them in any willingness to change they're going to sense that we're not people are not you know they are sometimes very easily misled but Mm. there's that sense that that's that that turns people off immediately and they're not going to open up to anything so it's easy to fall into the trap of um being hostile when somebody challenges your point of view yeah uh, to go you know to to be all standoffish go no no this is where i'm standing on this stuff Uh, but it's it doesn't help anything no, uh, it doesn't help you open your mind. It doesn't help the person uh, that's talking to you uh, want to yeah. talk anymore. And, right, uh, and it creates a spiral sometimes. too, it because does. the it next does. person yeah. who hears that, you know, who isn't yeah. even involved, right, is going to think they're all like that. And then the next yeah. person hears that person responding to, it, and it just keeps getting worse. And you mm-hmm. know, it's a feedback thing. That is the downside to a lot of social media. Just anywhere, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how how good mm-hmm. it starts off, is that feedback loop. That yeah. spiral of just the never-ending thing. Right, they're all it, it's, and I think it's a lot of in those in those channels in those spaces. There is no room to to show like you know we have same sames. There are similar values we actually have. We just have a different lens that or right. that we, we that we look through. Um, your our own experiences, our own regions how we yep. vote what what you know we what we value but but we all really have very similar um point you know not points of view but but like goals right. <laughs> like we want to we, we want to have a good life i think every, yeah. i think no one could argue that like no i don't want to have a good life right. you know like it's it's silly but like um and we, we just there's there's just no space and no room to to like say okay like this person also wants to have a good life okay well why 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 do they believe in this and i right. believe in that um you know and like and there's no you can't convince like you can't convince somebody 
um, to believe in a different thing because they're, they're, people are set in their beliefs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could maybe change the way they look at things, perhaps, um, but uh, it's, it's just to ch completely change their way of life and their way of point of view it's just it's futile some of it's futile yeah. but um if you could just you know plant the seed of of like oh this is a new idea um so, so yeah. i try to bring two things into that kind of on both sides of what you're saying there which is that yeah. um so i you know my little tagline is called liberal values are worth fighting for and what i mean by that is what most people think of as classical liberals classical liberal mm -hmm. um except that a lot of people tie that into the economic thing and i, I kind of i think that's not worth connecting to what i define as liberal i pull it from a book called um it was it's kindly inquisitors it was written in like early 90s um jonathan rausch and it's like 160 pages it's really great but it was it was basically it was kind of in a response to the early pc you know culture thing kind of the early yeah. cancel culture the pc thing back in the day oh. and it was stemming from this idea that um and it, it touches on a bunch of different ways that people can kind of get shut down one of the things back in the day was salman rushdie and he had satanic verses and it was there was a lot of lefties who were saying like maybe we shouldn't talk up talk about this book because it pisses off you know islamists you know people who are uh, muslim um because it's saying bad things about muhammad or whatever the hell it is so he goes from that to basically saying you know there's all these other different reasons to shut somebody down you know you can always there's always somebody's feelings are going to get hurt to yeah. not have an honest conversation so but he he points it's kind of going off on a side tangent here but what he talk what he points to as liberal is basically that nobody has the final word like and nobody has greater authority so mm. that is like these kind of two main assumptions that if you can stick with and you kind of throw out all the assumptions you start to to get to the core of and it's kind of a very epistemological idea or you know philosophy of how we understand things there is most likely an objective reality out there but we all have this subjective experience of that reality right so yes. you know and and we're just never gonna get to what's truly objective but the trick is it's those blind men with the elephant idea if we're all talking about it and being honest about it and we're all feeling and you know sensing different parts of the experience if we're all being honest we're going to start to have a better more complete understanding of it i'm always going to be generally coming from a left perspective a you know i don't know a suburban white kid perspective uh you know middle class kind of and other people are going to come from different if we could all start to share that piece together we can get a clear understanding of what's really true you know this is kind of the core idea of peer review with science but it's also i think totally true about like how you're going to build a society that's trying to be you know compromised and trying to make progress for everybody and the trick is we've got to maintain that willingness to do that which yeah. it seems like we're not doing but but connected to that there's another guy it's kind of my two main guys I point to, this other guy, Jonathan Haidt, Haidt, H-A-I-D-T, uh, he's got a book called The Righteous Mind, and he basically argues that it's kind of understandable that we have kind of a left and a right perspective on things. They've done, like, uh, studies, experiments, trying to, like, 
go throughout the world asking people questions. And to a large degree, there's kind of these five what they call moral foundations. There might be kind of another sixth one that's a libertarian-esque kind of thing. But the five of them are kind of care, uh, equality, or sorry, care and like fairness, kind of those two different ones. And then there's like authority, purity, and loyalty. And if you think about like a typical conservative or a typical progressive, he basically argues, from supposedly from data that they've done studies and asked people, that lefties, you know, the progressive, really care about those first two. They care about a care and equality. But the conservative generally cares about all five of those pretty much equally. And so when you're approaching the world, right, you're going to get, you know, and people generally do fall into one of those kind of sets. So they either really, you know, kind of equally all five or really care about those first two and kind of don't care so much about the other three. I know that's true for myself as the first two. And when you're looking at the world, you're just going to make certain, you're just going to automatically do certain things. And the way that he talks about it as moral foundations is that it's as simple as something, he, he throws out these weird things. <laughs> One is like a woman who had a husband who was, uh, who served, right? But she's old now. She's basically blind, okay? And so there's an old, like, flag in the closet. If she takes that out, she doesn't even realize it's a flag anymore. She cuts it up and she starts using it to clean the house. Somebody could come into that house, right, and, and freak the fuck out because they have this real strong connection to what the flag means to them, right? Other people come into that, and they don't have that. That's one little example. He talks about if there were, let's say, uh, a brother and a sister, and they start fucking. That's really fucks up with the purity thing, but maybe one of them, you know, they can't have kids. Is that really wrong? Is where where is that problem? And so he plays with all these ideas that even they're not they're not rational things, but they you even say some of these things and they just trigger us inside. And until we're able to like you know and and basically assholes can play on that shit <laughs> and really get us away from thinking rationally about things. Maybe not you know to those kind of extreme examples, although the flag is definitely played with now. But you could do that and you can basically, you know, and you could do very much what, you know, Adam and John critique all the time. They can play on this shit and really get us at each other's throats, not thinking critically, you know, not able to come to compromises that maybe serve everybody's interests. But if, if they do that, they can a lot, you know, they can keep us from being able to tie together and maybe the people in power continue to stay in power because <laughs> we can't get well, together and figure yeah. a better way, you know? Sorry. That's okay. Rant. No, no. Um, uh, you, you brought up like a, a a great point earlier um you mentioned assumptions mm -hmm. now a lot of i think a lot of people come at um uh you know the the care so if you're if your values are, are primarily if you're leftist it, like as you as you say mm -hmm. um caring and fairness um though those are the two things that um you believe in that people are going to look at and just assume that you know oh you don't look at uh, you don't like these other two things or um there, there's just there's so much assumption and and, mm -hmm. and um, we, that first example that you gave uh, with the with the widow using the flag to, to clean her house and, and mm -hmm. all that um, people were going into that into that house assume that this widow uh, would value the flag as much as they do right 
because oh your husband passed away in 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 a war uh, for that flag but they but it's a different symbol for them and it's just there's just so many um, uh, assumptions that uh, that that really cause um, a lot of uh, um, conflict yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a huge uh, I think that's a huge part of why there's just you know you you can't it's so difficult to have a conversation conversations that you know are sticking points in in a in a social media sphere right because there's all these assumptions oh yeah yeah and those assumptions uh well people get comfortable doing it too and they get comfortable with a certain outlook a lot of the people that say, well, you got to respect the flag, you got to fold it a certain way, you got to do this, are they have no problem wearing a pair of American flag boxer shorts. Right. Or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's, well, clearly you have a line drawn somewhere and uh, some things bother you and some things don't. And they, they never want to even um, think about those things. I like it. I got to, I'm looking at these books now and got them bookmarked. bookmarked so I'll. Uh, look into them more uh that's pretty cool. interesting uh thanks for bringing that up too i'm yeah. i'm always looking for uh, new shit to take in definitely you guys want to listen to a voicemail oh yeah we got some voicemails we certainly do let's see yeah. let me bring one up right here this is why we don't go into tapes uh thanks paula paula mccartney <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> beautiful talented so brave so strong <laughs> One leg? Yeah, she's okay. just out there living her best life, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. just best life. Uh, she uh, she could have been known as Billy Shears at one time. We don't really know. <laughs> Missing but, that one. Uh, uh, just a old dumb Beatles reference. That's all. Okay. <laughs> About Paul Paul McCartney being really dead, and uh, this, uh, yeah. this okay. Paul McCartney yes. now is like an imposter. The walrus. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Possibly yes. the walrus. Possibly a woman. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't want to assume anything either. We don't want to assume anything at all. No. <laughs> don't misgender him. Please. No. No. <laughs> no. We, no. We don't no. want any of that. No. You're like a professional asshole, or what? Trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play that voicemail. Yeah, him with the voicemail. <laughs> I had to really hit it. Hey, Hogs. Uh, hey. Little uh, heads up uh, for anyone okay. who. Wait, we listened to that one last time. What am I doing? Oh, we did. Oh, I okay. sure did. Uh, Google has changed their thing where the ones that have been played and the ones that haven't been played look exactly the same now. Thanks, Google Voice. Let's try that again. Yeah, try it again. Joe Biden said come. 430-201-4841. And most of them come with a phone number. Oh, my goodness. Did he a smoker? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. And it stopped. Thanks, Google Voice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did he a smoker. It's been a while. I do have a question, yes. Nothing funny, just a curiosity. So, what, do you remember what the last movie you saw in the theater was? Mm -hmm. And what did you think of it? And also, or, 
do you remember what the last concert you saw was or just live show in general? Jesus. And what did you think of that? Tell me all about it. I want to hear it. Thank you. In the smoker. In the smoker. Thanks. Thanks, Quirkus. That's who that Thanks, was. Thanks, Yes. Uh, do either of you remember uh, what was the last movie you saw in the theater? We'll go with that one first. What was the last? Oh, I went to see the new um, Black Widow. But... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And how yeah, was this? Yeah, you know, it was okay. It wasn't wasn't the I think her the worst Marvel was the um, Captain Marvel was that it that was the worst one. Oh um, yeah so it was better oh, right, than that, that one. okay so, that's good <laughs> so it was okay oh what am I even thinking I have this hi how was the movie tell me every single plot point what was the movie about <laughs> well you covered it it was better than Captain Marvel which is already a plus <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. It was one of the middle ones. How many? There's like 20, 20 of those. I know. Ones. There's so many. So uh, I mean, I generally like them. But oh, bless you. And. And. Sorry. Also. Yeah, no. So let me guess. Black Widow punched a bunch of people. Yeah. 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 Happy. All right. They did make fun of her uh, sexy pose thing where she like kneels with the one leg and then stretches out the other leg. Her oh. sister quotes um, was kind of making fun of her with that, so it was, it was kind of good. Um, but they have her her dad character, and he's really great in it, but he's like not in it very much, so it's kind of sad. But oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. But I know that guy that played the sheriff from Stranger Things is in that's it. him. Oh, okay, yes, okay. He's great in it, but he's oh, like not in okay. much of it. Oh, well, that's that's oh, a shame. Dang, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about yeah, you, Carolyn? Um, the last... Uh, it was the last Star Wars movie, and that was, um, I guess, February 2020? Because we don't have movie theaters open yet. Oh, I don't wow. think. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think movie theaters are open yet. I don't know. Chat room can tell me. I've, I've stopped even bothering <laughs> to find out. Um, and then the last concert I went to was uh, Robert Plant and... Uh, Cheryl Crow had opened. Wow. Wow, yeah. 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 How was that? So that? That was cool. That was really cool. What's they Cheryl, sang together. What's she like live? What's Cheryl Crow uh, like live? Oh, she's so energetic. She's a lot of fun to watch on, on stage. And uh, I've, I was actually surprised about how many songs I know from Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. I thought like I only knew a handful, but apparently I know a whole bunch. Yeah, uh, she does have fun music. I know uh, Darren totally. O'Neill doesn't like her, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I didn't realize how small she was. She's so short. Really? Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. That's why Lance Armstrong looks so tall next to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Did they? They got divorced? No, maybe. I think. Yeah, I think they okay. did. Yeah. No, she uh, she couldn't stand having more balls than him. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> They sang a whole lot of love together, uh, Robert oh. Plant and uh, and Cheryl Crow. That was so cool. Nice, that was awesome. Yeah, that's really, really cool. That. I, I oh, also yeah. think the the last uh, Star Wars movie, whichever one it was, nine. Huh. I think that was the last one I saw. It was either that or the Will Smith remake of Aladdin. 
Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. There's a movie theater close by where they play, you know, the the big name movies, but it's only a two screen theater, but tickets are $1.50. That's awesome. Yeah, so Sweet. I don't care if it if I know it's going to be a terrible movie. Right. I can I can spend a buck fifty to go watch a terrible movie <laughs> just to see how awful it is. I did that with Captain Marvel. <laughs> the only thing I really didn't like about Captain Marvel is how bland uh, Brie Larson is. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Oh, Why is she yeah. so? It's so weird. Like all of it's weird. I mean. It, like, even when she was in the the uh, what Infinity War and, and yeah. those movies, like, pff, come on, you could show a little emotion, please. What else has she been <laughs> in? Like, is she good in other stuff? I don't even I, know. And you would think, so, being yeah. named after a flavor of whole cheese, <laughs> there'd be a little bit more to her, but no, no, <laughs> no. It was oh, well. so weird, yeah. and that was like, could you and Jerry were talking about Star Wars, and I'm. So you know, I'm a very big fan. My daughter would love it. But 7, 8, 9 just was so frustrating because it was like <laughs> 7. Of course, it's just a replay of 4. Fine. You guys want to take, play it safe. I kind of liked 8. And then what they did with 9 was like, fuck, you had no plan this whole damn time. It's fucking shit. Exactly. Yeah. But then what's her name? Ray. What's her the actress's name? Oh, she is Daisy like great. Something. Yeah, she's great to watch. And it yeah. was just like yeah. as a comparison between her and Brie, uh, Brie Larson, like exactly the opposite. And it was just <laughs> Could so, you like imagine? you had a completely shit movie, you know what I mean? But you got a great. <laughs> anyway, this is really neat, but weird. No, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, episode seven was a total rehash of uh, yeah. episode four, and then eight. The second one, I, I really don't even remember what the fuck went on, uh, other than Princess Leia getting sucked out of the window and right. flying back in. Oh, and but the they, weird horses or whatever they were. Oh, yeah. which one was the? What is Mark Hamill as uh, sucking on this teat, this monster teat? Oh, that was that a, was an eight. Oh, that was yeah. an eight. Okay. I mean, they were, <laughs> that was they, really funny. He was taking chances with eight. I thought that was he interesting was. because I thought so too. <laughs> yeah, because he was kind of fucking with the whole like you know Dagobah Yoda thing, as to like saying we're kind of like different. You know, it's not really the old school. You know, the, the Jedis were kind of wrong back then, and then he shows up at the... They were trying to do something different, but then when it turns out to be nothing, basically, and yeah. then, it's like, well, okay, fine. And it was all too dark. Uh, yeah. Episode 9 was yeah. too dark. You couldn't see shit that was going on, especially on that planet with Palpatine. Uh, show <laughs> Mega, me something. Show me the machines. I want to see something. or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, like, that would barely on. light stuff up. I was yeah. like, man... Turn the brightness up or something, dude, back there operating the booth. <laughs> Can we see the movie, please? <laughs> no, we're subverting your expectations with darkness. <laughs> oh, okay. That's worth the price of admission right there. Uh, but last concert I saw, man, I don't even remember. Honestly, uh... It's been a long time since... Uh, Me too, I can't remember. I mean, other than going to bars and seeing, like, hmm. uh, bar bands and whatnot. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, a, a major, like, you know, big label band. Uh, it's, that's been a good long while. I can't... Me too, I don't know. I am going to uh, Guns N' Roses at Wrigley oh, Field on September. On September. Who else was uh, talking about that? Somebody else was saying they were going oh, to really? see Guns N' Roses. 
Well, yeah, I. Oh, yeah. I got my brother is like nine years older than me, so we're like kind of on both sides. And like I mean, him, it was perfect for Guns N' Roses. I was a little young; I was more the uh, grunge guy. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, but you know, but Guns N' Roses is definitely one of the better you know of the hair metal bands, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they heavier, were. Le- they were. They were even still like leaning toward the grungy side, you know. Yeah. Especially with Slash, he was like, "I don't give a shit. I'm I'm wearing right. these clothes and I got this guitar. I'm just gonna play it." Right with so, my hat. So Duff was friends with he. He came from Seattle. There was a WTF episode, uh, Mark Marin. Yeah, and he he does an interview with that. He actually knew a lot of the guys front like that became part of the whole um, Seattle grunge movement. Um, but he went down to LA to to join up with uh, Guns N' Roses. You know, before they had you know before the or early '90s thing hit, so it's kind of funny. He's like he kind of crosses both worlds. Huh? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's a great interview. Find that. I don't know. No, I was but, I was totally into grunge when uh, when it came around. On that shit, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guitars are so ratty. <laughs> that guy puts R's in places they don't belong. It's great. <laughs> What is Eddie Vedder saying? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, they're st- they're still my favorite band, but you know, so Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh yeah, right on, right on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love Pearl, Pearl Jam great. for sure. That that shit takes yeah. me back. My time. friends were more into Soundgarden, but I was a Pearl Jam guy. And the cool thing was, oh, yeah. well, kind of Nirvana, but ever, you know, if you were really, you know. I don't know, punky. You were more into the uh, into Nirvana, but Nirvana had so. some purposefully ugly music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, yeah. which I could appreciate. I was like, mm-hmm. I see what you're trying to do here. <laughs> I'm gonna like it anyway. You can't, you can't make me not like this. <laughs> I don't care how much feedback you put in there, man. Mm-hmm. No, it was great. It was just, I don't know. It was just a Pearl Jam guy. I was, you know, not as not. Not as cool, I guess. Oh, no, I feel you. I feel you. My older brother got to go see Pearl Jam in their heyday, man. Uh, Damn, that's You know, that's cool. early 90s, uh, where Eddie Vedder was climbing all over the place, all up in oh, the rafters yeah. and shit. He was yeah. in Dallas. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I really wanted to go. <laughs> I mean, I mowed oh, yards. Man. I raked leaves. Because <laughs> um, I, I found out how much the tickets were. And my parents were like, no, you can't go. To, you're too young. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to save the money and then present them with the money. And uh, it was my uncle that was taking my brother. Uh-huh. So I was like, if I just show him I got the money, he'll certainly let me go. He did not. Aww. He was like, nah, man. Sorry. You can't what go. The hell? I was like, but guys... Yeah, really, but guys. Oh, uh, I don't even remember what I spent that money on. Instead, it was obviously something <laughs> super cool. But uh, yeah, my brother came back with uh, this big, long Pearl Jam poster of uh, oh, yeah. just a panoramic of the stage. And so they're wow. all there. Oh, and wow. yeah. um, Jeff Ament, the bass player, is uh-huh. up in the air. Uh, <laughs> and so he's just a ball of human behind a bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just looked at that the whole time like... I'm going to do I, I want, That's why I want to play the bass so I can be a human ball. <laughs> is that what you started with or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And it, it was certainly uh Jeff Ament was a big reason for wanting to play the bass was he oh, was just so cool. fucking cool and yeah. had these cool tones that I had uh-huh. never heard before. Not Primus. No, Nah, I got into Primus later. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah. um, huh. and stuff like that. Um, 
uh, and I, I liked classic rock and things like that okay. too, and Pink Floyd uh-huh. and Roger Waters, his simplicity with how he did the bass, but it was still pretty cool sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, that that showed me like, oh, okay, you can be creative and not technically skilled. But Jeff Ament, just he just did so much that cool. uh, was simple, but also technically kind of challenging, especially if you uh, had to play a you know twelve string bass. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like on Jeremy, that's just too cool. Oh, is that on Jeremy? Okay. Cool. Yeah, oh. it's a it's a three course bass, so it's set up like a four string, but you're pushing three strings down at a time. Huh. Okay. And that's why it sounds like it's a bass and guitar in unison. Uh, oh, I have to because it's just him on that. this fat fucking bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that bass riff is just like so. like just chunky and just so iconic yeah and he he played a fretless bass sometimes too and i just thought it was too cool (laughs) way too cool and then that just spurred me on like you said like with primus and other bands uh Uh going oh well you can do that but primus was so crazy yeah yeah i didn't even try to learn any of that shit i was like oh okay Mm, i'll listen but he he turned the bass into a piece of percussion and right. and a melodic instrument all at the same time. That's yeah, too crazy. Yeah. yeah, I did get to see Soundgarden and Primus pretty early on, but I never got to see oh, Pearl Jam way back early on. But I haven't yeah. ever seen them, and I would love to. Uh, even now, uh, it would I, just be I cool. Did, I did see both of them. I both saw of them. Soundgarden, both of them. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw Soundgarden. Oh God, that would be ten years ago when they got back together. So it'd be like the first and last time I've ever seen Soundgarden. So uh, that was incredible. Uh, And I saw Primus maybe eight years ago. Uh Uh, They had a 3D show, which was pretty neat. Wow! So they had like just I guess like art, like video in the back, and it was all like all. 3d and stuff and it was it was in a uh, um in a theater in a small theater it wasn't oh, like wow. a huge stadium which was uh-huh. really really nice um so, but uh that was that was really cool hell yeah. yeah sounds great were they were they really loud yeah they were really loud. how close were you <laughs> um i was in the mazzoni Mazen. the the mezzanine mezzanine so i was up at the top Okay. watching from below nice. but it was still nice it was i think i i think i had a better view of it than i would if i was like right up at the front being because smashed. it was all like yeah 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 yeah, being exactly. smashed. yeah. <laughs> sure. oh yeah it was really yeah cool. those were the days jesus oh yeah <laughs> well uh who would uh who would you like to go see if it, if it were all at all possible who would you uh of, of people that are around today playing. Yeah. Oh, that are today playing. I don't know. I, I'm sadly not, like, super... I mean, I try to pay attention to stuff going on, but I can't say I'm super... Oh, Jesus. I have well, to mention it. It's not like a lot of people are doing uh, much right now, anyway. Yeah. They're trying like, to get back I'm trying to think it. of... the. What's the best rock band that is still, like, doing it? Like, I still... <sighs> Um, Jack White. I love Jack White. Oh, yeah. Um, I really don't like Foo Fighters, but what's-his-name is fucking fantastic as a live performer. Um, yeah. Uh, Grohl. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to... I mean, obviously Pearl Jam. Um, 
We're still kicking it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's yeah, because, um, I mean, a lot of guys are, are dead, unfortunately. <laughs> and so that makes it a little harder. Yeah. You know, I don't even like, know either, and it was my question. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the best... I don't know. I, you know, I guess I put them in a different category, right? What's the best, like, rock band that has really kind of, like, hit the scene in the last... Well, I like I Coheed know. and Cambria. Okay. And uh, I... I haven't seen them since 2005, but they've only gotten bigger with their uh, stage production and just song production in general. So uh-huh. that'd be cool to see them again. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I can I mean, always go to a Tool show. Um, yeah, oh, I love Tool. I would definitely yeah. go see Tool. Yeah, for yeah sure. I'd see them again. I yeah. think I've seen them maybe five times. I think I'm right around there. Oh, yeah. man, yeah. I'm at a yeah. big fat goose egg. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, no, it's un- it's unfortunate. Even Anytime they yeah. came around uh, Texas, either Dallas or Houston, uh-huh. it sold out within uh, minutes. Oh, yeah. 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 I was never, never quick enough on the draw. I don't think they ever came to... Tr- they. I don't think they've ever come to Toronto. I always had to go to a city outside of Toronto uh, called Hamilton, Ontario. And okay. they would always have... I saw Ozzy there a couple times. Oh, yeah. I saw Tool multiple times there. Um, I never saw Perfect Circle. Okay. Uh, and I've never seen... Yeah, I've never seen... I don't think I've seen them. Yeah. Is Pucifer? Is Pucifer? Yeah, Pucifer does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pucifer does stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I've never seen Pucifer. Yeah, that would be cool to see Pucifer. Well, now that Mudvayne's Uh, getting back together, I definitely want to go see those guys. I know they put on a killer show, but uh, they're metal. They're fucking (laughs) heavy. Yeah. Fucking heavy, but they're they're all just insane players. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the singer he just just sings for sure. Oh yeah, soften the glare would be badass. They're a nice little jazzy three piece too. They are so so like deep and chunky and fun. Well, that's because the uh, the you know uh, the bass player is doing all his crazy shit, but the guitar player is playing on a eight string guitar, so it's it's super low and chunky when it wants to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's just, he's a lot of fun to watch, too. If you watch him play, it's just, it's entertaining as well. Ryan uh, Martini? Yes. Whatever you say his yes. last name? Yeah. Yeah, he's got this crazy bass style that's uh, just unique to himself. I got to check them out. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Mudvayne, but I've never heard something you mentioned earlier. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. No, they're they're really cool. It's, it's a lot of, like, funky bass-oriented uh, stuff, you know? Yeah. Not that the guitar player or the drummer are slouches by any means. Oh, no. No. But, you know, the bass really drives it and sets the the tone and the rhythm and everything. Which, who doesn't like bass? Yeah. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the damn name of the band? King Wizard and the something Lizard. Lizard. Oh, fuck. Do you know that? Oh, no. No, I don't. Okay. I got to remember that. I got to look that up. That's a band that I've heard recently, but okay. Oh, uh, I would love to go see one of those technical rock bands like um, Dream Theater or Liquid okay. Tension Experiment. Where I know that one, but I know Dream Theater, yeah. Oh, uh, well, Liquid Tension Experiment is um, most of the guys from Dream Theater. So Portnoy, the drummer, John Petrucci, the guitar player, 
one of the guys that plays keyboard for them or yeah i think the most recent keyboard player and then uh the bass player from king crimson uh what the hell is his name but he's a he's a badass bass player crazy crazy uh, and and it's it's all instrumental music so you don't hear some guy singing about whatever just in it, most of the time it's the singer that kills it for me with bands uh-huh. I'll get oh, into really? the yeah. music for the intro. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, this rocks. And then the guy comes in singing. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why'd you <laughs> See, do I'm that? so like, yeah, I'm so like into the lyrics and stuff. Like if I don't, you know, I'm just not a music. I mean, I'm, I love, you know, different types of music, but I'm so based on like, I, what do I call it? Um, actually, <laughs> you know, this name, Ani DeFranco. Uh, oh, yeah, she, yeah. You know, I think she called it gut music, and it's the idea that, like, if if you get this feeling, like, that the artist is really into it, you know, it's, like, really coming out of their soul in some sense. Like, generally, I can kind of get into almost any music, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it's, to me, that's where my connection is, so it is somewhere with the lyrics and with the singer, usually. You know, obviously the music has to be there, but for me, it's, it's kind of on the other side of what you guys seem to be saying. But. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I think that's why the singer kills it for me is (laughs) um, I want it to be good. Like the music, the intro with just the music comes in and I'll be into it. And then if the singer is, has just a, an affectation to their voice, that's a little off or something. And I'm like, Oh man, you fucking killed it. But, but then it'll make up like the lyrics will make up for it. Okay. It'll give me a reason to keep listening and to uh, pretty much make myself like it. Right. And, and get over the weirdness of you know whatever weirdness that is of their voice like Coheed and Cambria it took me a little while to get into those guys because the singer sings with such a, such a high pitch and uh, it's like the old days of Rush where Getty Lee is just way up there Yeah. Uh-huh. and um, at first I was like what the fuck is this guy even what is he doing or at first actually it was what is she doing yeah what is she doing yeah, same I was like, oh no that's a dude it's a dude early. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I was like, what kind of name is Getty Lee? <laughs> oh, well, no, with Coheed, I was the same way. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Then when I oh. saw them, I was like, he looks like that. He's a big Puerto Rican guy with oh, really? huge, huge, like froey hair. And huh. uh, it his hair takes up half the fucking stage. I was yeah. like, he looks like that. And he sings oh. like that. That's, That's nuts, crazy. though. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he, and they they do good lyrics. They're kind of nerdy. It's uh, cool. It's like comic book type lyrics where it's all okay. set in this imaginary world with like space battles and and this uh, kind of okay. stuff and uh, planets being torn apart by uh, people with these crazy <laughs> insane powers that they they got by a by being bitten by a dragonfly that had um, <laughs> some manufactured disease in it. Uh, it just goes on and on. It's a big elaborate story. Uh, and it's, you can just completely nerd out. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> all these backstories. You've got to know all the characters. You've got to understand their motivation for singing the song. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they even did do comic books at one point for Coheed and Cambria's music. Oh, yeah? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, why don't we listen to another voicemail? That one from Quirkus was uh, yeah. from Monday where we asked... You got yeah. a question. Food for thought. Thanks. Yeah, so I, I think starting now, these are from today. Oh, excellent. 
So uh, if you want to give us a call, you can always call. 430-201-4841. And just remember. You're Jeff Goldblum. I was adorable. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, we asked, uh, what was the last book that you read? Yes. What was it? For me? How many pictures? uh, How many pictures were in it? Uh, we can talk about it in a minute. Let's uh, let's do sure. a couple of yeah. voicemails. We'll see what they have to say. Mm, this is my voice message. We're going to keep. Hey, thanks, caller. Hey, that was that was their voice message. Oh, okay, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always away from the phone, or away from your desk. What's the? What, yeah. Come on, I mean, why, why can't you guys demand these? telephones. <laughs> I mean, really, come on, how hard is it? That's you can just have it like, transferred to, to a cellular device or something like that. Come on, anyway. Um, so I was curious, the last show you guys were, uh, Christopher Battles here, you guys were uh, mentioning that like the, the smoker is just a giant metal building and magnets and whatnot, but I was wondering, how do you keep it cool in the smoker? Because, I mean, I know the smoker's hot with the chili lights and, and just, you know, you guys' presence and all, but you know, like, how do you guys keep it cool? How do you, how do you, how do you withstand the outside temperatures? You know, because that's going to get really cold or really hot. I mean, it's like 98 degrees or some crazy thing out outside right now, and I'm going to go for a two and a half hour run. And, and yeah, but anyway, um, whatever. But yeah, so how do, how do you guys keep it insulated? My question, but that's not even having to do with anything. For this week's question, so <laughs> the last book I read, which I'm just going to say I'm still reading it because I still am, because I don't remember the last book I read, is this book called Just Jones. It's a third book in a series by this author named Andy Andrews, and honestly, he's like my favorite author. You can just pick up anything by Andy Andrews, and it's like inspirational and motivational I don't know difference, but you know, and then a lot of times there's just like history tied into there and whatnot stuff like that really happened and and whatnot. So, but whatnot, uh, yeah. So I've been probably actually reading it for over a year because I used to read like a book a month, and then I got it up to like two books a month, and. Then I just got out of habit. So keep those habits. So I just need to get back in the habit of reading because this whole thing like readers are leaders and you're always learning. And, you know, even though I listen to a lot of podcasts or something about reading things too, you know, just different knowledge base and how you intake it and whatnot. But anyway, so just don't. That, that's the short answer with all of everything else. But yeah, insulation. <laughs> <laughs> what about it, yo? All right. I love you guys. Um, whoever this new person is, I follow them on the No Agenda social, but I don't know who he is. So we're going to learn about him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher Battles, thank you. Where are you, boy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, to tackle the first part, um, we keep it so cool in here because, well, we're all so cool in here, first go. off. Yes. And uh, the key, you know, even if it is 98 degrees outside, well, you keep out the integral part of those 98 degrees and don't let Nick Lachey in. Oh, yes, that's right. And the rest of 98 degrees. And whoever the that's fuck right. they are. Yeah, they're not welcome. Yeah. yeah so that I keeps it a lot cooler. It. Yes, it does. It does. And, uh, yeah. 
They're singing outside of the smoker right now. Yeah, I hear you, Nick Lachey. Yeah, Dial you it down. Stay out there, buddy. Stay over there. And yeah. um, right. Well, thanks for uh, telling us about the the book you're reading. And I'm the same That's way. Excellent. I can't remember the last book I read. Uh, oh gosh, I know. Me too. I'm so bad with that. And I was the same way. I used to read uh, <laughs> more books and then didn't. But now I'm getting back into it. I've got one called uh, that I'm reading now called Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon. Laurel Canyon, Covert Ops, and the Dark Heart of the Hippie Dream. So it talks about the uh, military-industrial complex uh, intelligence and their connection with um, music from the 60s and 70s in uh, Laurel Canyon, California. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Did um, What's his name? One of Rogan's friends talked about that, right? Oh, was... yeah, yeah. Jacob Dylan talked about it on Rogan. Oh, he did. Oh, somebody did before him, too, because I don't think I've heard that one yet. But, oh. Huh. Okay. Uh, the one with the uh, Jacob Dylan is uh, is pretty interesting. Pretty yeah. interesting. Uh, cool. I always like that out. guy. Anyway. Um, yeah. I liked a lot of those the bands from the nineties. You know. Okay. The Wallflowers. <laughs> uh, even though Gen Blossoms, they didn't have a the. There was a band in the nineties called the The, where it was just T H E T H E. Yeah, I remember. I don't know any other music, but I, I just I found out about them from uh, that movie Empire Records. Uh, they had yes. a song on that soundtrack. It's classic. That movie's so fucking good. And the soundtrack that was put out on CD is not the same music that was in the movie. That's really? what was disappointing. Yeah, some of the songs that were in the movie were left out. Huh. I need. What is yeah. going on with that? I got to make my daughter watch that movie. Right. Uh, it's it's so great. Yeah, she's old enough, right? I oh, wait, that's a different movie. <laughs> Same guy, different movie. But anyway. It reminds me of The Crow had like an amazing soundtrack too. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Crow. I don't think I saw the movie, but I definitely heard the soundtrack. <laughs> Hello, Moto. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's oh, okay. We're all... Uh... I turned it off earlier. <laughs> I turned it back on because I was trying to look something up, but I was like, okay, now it's going to make all the stupid sounds. <laughs> oh, no. We're all professional assholes here. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, okay. So, sorry. So, I did read a little bit. I'm, I'm starting to read a bit of uh, um, The Mars Mystery by Graham Hancock, That the book oh, okay. that Cold Acid uh, gave to me to give to you. Oh yeah, that's your, you're going to read before you actually get. To. <laughs> I'm going to read. Yeah, oh, exactly. that was a, that was a book I read uh, before. This one was uh, um, America Before by Graham Hancock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That's what it was. That's got some interesting shit in there. It might not. I mean, he he puts in his own uh, spin on things, but still, there's some cool factual archaeological stuff that uh, I find pretty pretty interesting. Is it the same with that book that you're reading, Carolyn? Um, I, I haven't really gotten so into it yet, but, um, but there's a lot of research that's gone, gone into, into this book. So I will let you know Nice. when I get more into it. The, uh, Laurel Canyon one that you had mentioned, does that get into supposedly the, um, Jim Morrison thing, right? Cause his dad was, yeah, uh-huh. uh, on the damn it the Viet- vietnam ship oh yeah it says it it says it right here in the front of the book if i could find it quickly um yeah no uh the, the jim morrison's dad was uh um, involved with a lot of military stuff 
Yeah, um, yeah, he was. Especially Vietnam. He was he was part of the 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 Gulf of Tonkin right, bullshit. That's what I was, yeah. Right. And hell, Frank yeah. Zappa's dad worked at a fucking uh, biochemical lab, making right. all sorts of neat things. Did you see that documentary? Yeah, the one called uh, just Zappa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That was fantastic. Oh my god. I'm a big Frank Zappa fan. Yeah, I don't even, I I don't even care if he's yeah. like a works for intelligence or any of that <laughs> shit. I don't care. The dude made entertaining music. He said good shit in front of the Congress too, right? He was oh yeah, no, that was oh yeah, speech. Yeah, him and D. Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was uh, he was speaking up, saying, "Hey, this is bullshit. You can't make us do this." <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's not the last one. I, I guess maybe it was. Maybe the last one I actually fit. No, it must have been. Um, Kool Aid Acid Test, the classic one by like Tom Wolf or whatever. Um, oh yeah. I've heard of that. Remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember the it, exact but. title of it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really weird because it's, again, it's a historical, but it's one of the ones where like um, Tom Wolfe was kind of like Hunter Thompson, where he kind of put himself into the situation. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Gonzo-ish kind of journalism, whatever they call it. Um, mm-hmm. And so this was... There's a movie about it, Magic Bus. So basically, I'm not pulling up the damn names, and you would know the name if I fucking said it, but the guy who wrote um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, he was experimented on. He was basically given acid by the government, and then he kind of kicked off basically the entire, a lot of the hippie movement. Um I can't remember if it was like in Oregon or something. He kind of started a house and then they ended up taking like a bus that they were painting along the way. And there's a documentary that like they Ken have Kesey? Like Ken Kesey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he kind of kicked off a lot of that stuff. Uh, Small Notion, I think is another book he did. So he went across the country in this bus with a bunch of people. Um, they went to visit like the beatniks in like New York and another acid guy out there and then came back and they had a meeting with the uh hell's angels like it's it's a hell of you got to read the book it's amazing um just like all the kind of like you know the little world of how it all kind of got started the whole hippie thing the whole you know um counterculture but i'm a a really good book i'm taking notes on all this stuff the electric (laughs) kool-aid acid test that's it yeah hell yeah this yeah, was my dad. My dad's like heyday was oh, yeah. uh, back in this time. Uh, cool. He was all into it. Yeah. Well, uh, he was also in Vietnam. Uh, uh, and he uh, he went over there in 1968. But yeah. the shit he told me about before he got shipped over to Nam, the shit he told me about the shit he did in Nam, <laughs> and then coming back with all that sweet sweet government money uh, <laughs> that they paid him to do whatever the fuck he was doing over there. Uh, oh yeah, the late sixties and early seventies. My dad was just—he always says like there was never a, a more free time for uh, you to just do whatever. And then he's yeah. like, "And we fucked it all off." <laughs> I'm like, "Thanks, yeah. Dad." Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but no, no. Well, I'm yeah. definitely gonna check those out. Love that kind of shit. Yeah, that, that's right. Aldous Huxley did a book called uh, "The Doors of Perception of Heaven and Hell," mm-hmm. and and he, he it was it was 
you know, bas- basically was gonzo journalism. Uh, he was, uh, he took mescaline and was reporting on, uh, it was, it was talking about his trip and what he saw. And it was very, um, uh, I, it was hard to, hard to kind of get through because it was mm-hmm. just so existential and like, you have to be there, but it was right. pretty amazing that he, put pen to paper and and even wrote this book i mean there were some some interesting things but i I read that years and years ago yeah that's where the doors pulled it from right yes yeah Yeah. oh okay that makes sense yeah i'm writing that one down too (laughs) oh yeah i'm gonna need a new like a whole other set of eyes and brain to process it (laughs) for too long that way yeah I was Morrison obsessed for a little while. <laughs> There's another book I want to uh, try and find. Uh, it's it's just like a absurd, surreal type of book called the the Codex Seraphin Seraphinaeus. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, if you if you look it up, there's all sorts of just wacky illustrations. It's written in a language that uh, is completely made up by the author huh. and uh yeah i mean it's, it's just nuts uh, i think he wrote it in the 80s oh really okay codex seraph seraphinius yes s-e-r-a-p-h-i-n-i-a-n-u-s huh i think i heard of that one. Oh yeah it's got some crazy shit in there cool. just like these voicemails have uh, tons of crazy <laughs> shit in there like, like christopher battles thank you again so Christopher Battle's a guy you guys have connection with for a while, or I don't know him. No, nah, he listens to the show. He's on No Agenda Social, and um, okay. he so calls in with those those great voicemails. Very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's always uh, reboosting the toots and all that stuff, and we very much appreciate it. Oh, we do. Yes, that's one way you can uh, help support the show. Yeah, very cool. Doing the doing that hogstory dot com slash donate. You can do that. Um, I just realized we didn't thank anybody at the beginning of the episode. Fuck oh, you, I just realized sorry. that too. Yeah, that's we, okay. uh, no, 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 that's it's all right. fine. No, Helen, we've got to shake it up every now and then. We do. Uh, we we do. definitely want to thank Nodebit. Uh, if you're yes. listening to the live stream, it's well, it's because that guy set up an IceCast server for us to uh, use as the stream, and he's Woo. a badass motherfucker. He's also uh, helping us out with the bots in the chat room. So if you see Chad in there relaying any useful information or being an all-around bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then Stacy, the Discord bridge, she's in there yep. as well. And uh, so we thank you, Notebit. We also thank Void Zero for yes. uh, being a early supporter of the show and just helping us out with uh, getting the website off the ground and uh, pretty much telling us what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we appreciate it. He's a, he's a great guy. And uh, we also want to thank Aisha McCorkle. Aisha McCorkle. Yeah, she nice. comes in. Uh, oh, I, I gave out a real name, but she comes in with her, her monthly donation. And uh, oh, we very much appreciate that. Every bit helps. Oh, and while we're doing the, the house cleaning type stuff, Got to tell people about the candy giveaway. Mm-hmm. We do, yes, yes. Uh, Monday was, we'll, we'll uh, announce the a winner. A winner. I was a little unclear. A winner, so we're giving away candy once a week uh, until it's all gone. Okay. 
There is uh, coffee flavored. These are hard candies, by the way. Hand-rolled, handmade hard candies from Lofty Pursuits in Tallahassee, Florida. You can find them on YouTube and watch the dude make the candy. Uh, we got a coffee flavor. We've got this uh, cotton candy humbugs, which sounds pretty nice. Um, one called Madness, which is all red-colored candy, but you don't know what flavors they are. And they're oh, multiple yeah, this- flavors in a bag. Uh, there's uh the um let's see oh candy cap mushroom drop candy uh which it's flavored with uh candy cap mushrooms where they they taste like maple syrup and or honey depending on your palate uh oh what's this lime sour soda yums watch the video on how he got information from that or inspiration i should say and delicious hard candy oh i'm excited to get that pickle flavored candy how could you not like it? I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, it's candy. It's pickle. Dill pickle. I'm excited to try it. So that's seven bags of candy. And, uh, yeah, we'll be giving the first one away uh, on Monday. If you want to enter, email me, john at hogstory.net. Put candy in the subject line. And let me know what flavor you want. And then, you know, as it goes on and... and uh, if you don't want the flavor that's available, just tell me, and we'll pass it on to someone else, or we'll send it to you. It doesn't matter. All right, I got a question. Yeah. Do you have any ant candy? No, not this no. time around, anyway. Did, so, a friend of mine um, sent me a picture. I guess there's called Ant Licks Suckers. Oh, I've ant seen those, yeah. Yeah, it's oh. crazy. Oh. I've seen That's ones with crazy. scorpions in there yeah. and uh, different oh, types of yeah. worms. I didn't know this existed until this week. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so all in line with the Dvorak. Uh, you know, I got jingles. bugs. Yeah. <laughs> bugs, bugs, bugs. Peppery. Peppery. Yeah. <laughs> what you do is you set one on fire. <laughs> we should have asked him that, that last night when he was on ads with a six pack. Absolutely, like, you know, tortured oh, yeah. any ants lately? Right. How's that's the, the ant dungeon theory? coming exactly. along? Oh yeah, jeez. Everybody should ant, have an ant, ant Gitmo, right? I mean, there you go. yeah, <laughs> Ant Gitmo Nation. <laughs> Fuck ants. Yeah. Maybe we could get. Dvorak to leave us a voicemail saying fuck ants. Yeah, fucking ants. I can put that in my list with fuck ancient Egypt. Fuck ants. (laughs) Oh yeah. That would be great. That would be. How about another voicemail? Yes, let's listen to another voicemail. Call me if you want to live. I'm on speed dial too. 430-201-4841 Wham! Hey, is this the smoker.com that I'm calling over here? Yeah, why not? Sure. I just wanted to let you guys know happy 209, the magic number. As everybody knows, it is a magic number. Uh, shout oh, out wow. to Will Magos. Uh, sorry about last night. He'll know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Um, say no more. What else did I have to say? Uh, probably not anything important. <laughs> <laughs> That's the man himself, sir. Seat sitter. There you go. Of abs in a six pack. Happy hundredth episode. Yeah, uh, Twelve. <gasps> he, I, th- I believe he went thirteen plus hours. Yesterday. That's insane. 
and then into today. And he only pooped he, his pants one time. <laughs> he, he texted me, actually, and he said, put out an SOS for a guy we've uh, both had on our shows, Boris D. Python. So uh, if you're out there, we need to hear from you. Uh, Boris D. Python. We've kind of lost track of this guy. Paging Boris D. Python. Boris D. Python. Boris Boris D. Python. I think we're kind of worried because he was a very, um, I don't know, he was kind of into the Q thing. And uh, Uh, so I don't know if that's kind of messed his uh, mojo up a bit. uh, Or I hope he's not in custody somewhere. (laughs) I think it's true, too. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, they've uh, they've been rounding people up. I I uh, <laughs> I've I've met people recently that were uh, uh, at the Capitol on January sixth. Oh yeah, did they go into or? Uh, or you can't no, say this no time. <laughs> no uh, these people didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, but they were there just to just to fucking be there mm-hmm. and pretty much doing just touristy type stuff. Yeah. And uh, when the crowd started to go inside, they were like, mm, I don't think so. I mean, I was think telling, will. yeah, but I mean, I was telling you the guy about the Quebec thing and like, you just get into a thing. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't my thing, so I don't know if I would have went in, but you get into this thing and if you can get in, you're going to go in. I don't know. It's, you know, but a lot of weird <laughs> shit happened that day. I watched a lot of it on, uh, on feeds from people's cell phones. Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, were posting okay. about it in No Agenda Social yeah. or in the No Agenda uh, chat in the troll room. So I was mm-hmm. just clicking links. I was like, oh, where is this one? And it'd be somebody sharing somebody else's video feed. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shit that they, they don't even talk about on the news. You know, just uh, guards letting people in. Right. And, uh, I mean, there That's was. A, I want to understand that. I don't get that at all. <laughs> like, I don't get that at all either. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anytime I've, I've been in a number of protests and it's fucking secured to the max and, you know, in Chicago, it's like horses and shit. Like it's, it's not a, it's, that was, there was nothing there and it just didn't make any sense. Like, and then the guys in the Capitol dome, there's guards just standing around like, Hey guys, uh, you know, we we better not be in here. You better come on out. And he's like, See, I kind of understand that once they get in, because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, you know, I guess we've, I mean, a lot of people left, right? Just kind of walked out because I don't know what the hell the security was doing. So those, I mean, we don't know. I mean, most probably nobody had brought in a gun, but we don't really know that. And so they definitely, on the day, the cops have no idea about that. And then easily, you know, you could have 10 guys overtake a cop and get a gun, whatever. So I think once they get in, there has, you know, there's probably a policy to, to try to figure out how to try to manage them. And that's, again, I the Ashley Babbitt thing kind of made sense because that was kind of like the next wall. Oh, that things. one, that dude, he told her, yeah. he, he told her like, uh, That's don't, a hard, don't come hard through one, that window. Don't do it. Know. I'm going to shoot you. And but she so, tried but, going through that window and he was right. a, a trained professional. Yeah, he was, there yeah. was no panic shot, in him or I mean, nothing. No. Uh, wow. and, but but uh, that whole other open area, like they just, they had to figure out how to like try to keep them. Well, from, that open area where, uh, uh, the like guy in with the, the buffalo line. horns and all that stuff. Right. He's right. in there. Yeah. There's a couple of other dudes in there. And they send in the overweight security guard guy <laughs> that really has no authoritative voice whatsoever. It's just, guys, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in here. We, uh, we better go, guys. And they're just ignoring him, taking yeah. pictures of themselves. 
And there's a couple right. of dudes that have uh, zip ties, you know, on their belt loops and whatever. But they supposedly picked those up. That was actually an original thing that they were freaked out. But apparently, like, that is documented that, that, like, that was from some of the security that was there. And somehow it got loose and the guy picked them up. Well, he one of those, those guys in. I've seen, he had, he had, uh, like, you know, real cargo pants, like military style mm, cargo okay. pants with a, a belt, like a straight up utility belt and a bag yeah. and a vest. Like he, he was already, even if he did find the zip right. ties, he was still ready for action with everything else he had on uh, yeah. fingerless gloves, tactical boots and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everything See, just, was tactical in front of it. So it sounded cooler right. too. The tactical <laughs> I mean, it was just baseball a mix cap. Of s- yeah. I think it was just such a mix of so many different types of people and so yeah. many different interests. That it's yeah. really tough to like figure out. Oh yeah, and you could see that the people that were that were just pretty much going in single file, looking right. around like, "Wow, right. oh, <laughs> look at that! Look at this!" <laughs> and then there's other guys that are like, uh, "Let's go get some laptops and take some hard right. drives and you know poop on desks." Right, right, break shit. Yeah, let's go yeah. get shot in the neck. Yeah, I mean it's terrible that 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 lady died, but she was de- she was warned more than once. It wasn't yeah. a surprise to her of what that guy was saying, and uh, wh- why she wanted to get through there. Who knows? Right. But it was clearly barricaded, right. and um, the guy was not fucking around, and she found out. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, I mean, guess it could have been any one of the those protesters that could have tried it. to. Yeah, dared to cross the line and right. like well, yeah. was not she, do what uh, they were supposed was to. Was she persuaded by everybody around her? Was she uh, emboldened yeah. by that? Yeah, and it's also a weird thing because like there was three kind of security guys that weren't like too menacing or whatever, and then they kind of slide out because these other security guys are kind of coming in, and that's I think at the moment that she tries to go through. So it. I can understand the confusion, but again, you're in a situation. I think that guy that, that shot her was Secret Service. He had yeah. to have been by just yeah. how he was dressed, and then just how, totally uh, how calm, cool, and collected he was. Right. Yeah. It's again. It's like the whole thing that I try to do, which is the Kyle Rittenhouse. The thing. I mean, because it was pretty local here, uh, here in Kenosha. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And. Like, I had a fight with kind of my lefty people to be like, no, that was fucking self-defense. Like, he wasn't, you know, shouldn't have been there. Like, to me, it's a weird thing to be walking around with a big gun. I think it does kind of change dynamics and different things like that. But they, the the first thing that he did, he was chased by this, you know, and you can see these earlier videos the whole night. It's all, you know, random videos you can find. This The guy who chased him was a total asshole, and I guess he had some kind of child thing on it, and, you know, abuse kind of thing on his record. So, this guy in this red shirt chases Kyle. Kyle turns around, you know, shoots him. You don't get to see that part of it. And then everybody freaks out because he just shot a guy. And then he gets chased down, falls down the street, and he shoots these other two guys. Amazing fucking shots by fucking yeah. Kyle. Yeah, no but, shit. You know, but it's just, it's again, these situations just get fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was Kyle doing self defense. But again, every, you know, people putting themselves in, again, you're like, play fucked up games, get fucked up prizes, right? So it's, oh, yeah. it sucked, you know, but, I, but I'm defending, I'm like fucking defending Kyle <laughs> against my lefty <laughs> friends. And it's like, I, I'm sorry, that's not, you, you have it in the information totally wrong and whatever. Well, that's the main thing about being liberal liberally minded yeah. is being open-minded and objective 
but not being. But you don't make any friends. <laughs> yeah. Make enemies every side. But oh yeah, especially if you, you know. Yeah. But no, it, there's a bunch of fucked up shit going on uh, a couple of years ago. I guess it's still going on right now. But yeah, yeah and all the right. I mean, all the um, you know, all over the, sh- the different cities. That was all fucked up. I mean, some of that's because you know the cops hadn't really controlled it like they should. Obviously, the Democratic politicians basically saying let them do this shit. You know, so and then you have the sixth, and it's like, well, they didn't do. The, you know, why should they? be stricter on us than they were on the protesters, the BLM people. It just keeps escalating unless you have some kind of like standards that you're going to apply equally to everybody. I think that's purposeful to keep people divided right. and not thinking rationally. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. There's a lot of that involved. Of course there's, no. there's people involved in on all sides that are plants that are there to uh, yeah, totally. stir shit up. We had that in Quebec. Um, yeah. There was a guy who, uh, and this was, we were actually warned about it. It was, so back then it wasn't called, I mean, I think it's basically the same type of people. It wasn't called Antifa back then. It was just called Black Block. Oh, oh I remember was, Black yeah. Block. Yeah. yeah. The, they were, do you, if you remember, uh, Toronto uh, hosted the G20 okay. in 2010. And that was, I think it was like a 10 day thing. Uh-huh. And they had this, uh, wall uh in downtown toronto and i i remember i don't know why we drove down there but a bunch of friends of mine uh we were all i was i was driving downtown and there was not a soul on Mm. on the sidewalk like it was your downtown like night day it should be just packed that's Every only Detroit day. that's usually like that but oh yeah this was it was so eerie yeah. just to, we were uh, I, I I was just almost uh, close to the to the to the I guess the area where they were holding the yeah. the G20 uh, I had friends of mine telling me that uh, they had they had cops just stopping them uh, just for walking around in that right. area they're just they're, they're just going to the store from their house you know, they just live in that area. Like, what's the problem? Uh, but they they are all, they're questioned about you know. Oh, that oh, this is an umbrella. Like, I'm not. I don't have a have a weapon on me or something. Um, what do I look like, it, the it, penguin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was it was martial law. Damn. For mm-hmm. lack of a better word, yeah. That's what I mean, people. Was, yeah. yeah, and they uh, they put people in. Um, in cages literally like kettled uh mm-hmm. the, i think they were uh there there are lawsuits that i i don't know if they're all been settled by now but uh there there must be more that that haven't been haven't been uh um settled yet and that was that was 11 years ago damn and it it's uh it it was really did you see black uh, block folks or Black block. Uh, that's the first time I heard black uh, block. Oh, okay. uh, like they that these the I guess they called them you know domestic terrorists or yeah. something. You know, you know they lit a uh, a cruiser on fire and uh, that so they so they blamed it on on black block. Like these yeah. just these people coming from Quebec to you know uh, make. Or, start a riot in in toronto uh but like it was i've never seen toronto like that it was it was really uh it was sad it was a sad time um that's when i realized like you know this this is the beginning of something something else 
Yeah. Mm. That's for sure. The, the real tough thing with the black block is that they're all covered, you know, and just so you, you don't know, like, and this was, I think, Alex Jones, like, told Joe Rogan about it, you know, basically it was his first, like, agent provocateurs, the idea of it even, you know, that they could be cops, right? Because what they want to do ultimately is create a situation that invites more police activity to basically do a crackdown right so you could have cops dressing up as you know the extremist version of a protester doing something stupid and then they can they have justification to come in and you know ground up round up people or, or you know be more aggressive or whatever so Part of where I was in Quebec City, there was a guy, you know, Black Block, who threw a a brick at a window, didn't break it or whatever. But all of us around him were like, fucking Mm -hmm. stop it. You know what I mean? So we were kind of prepared for it, you know? Yeah. So we didn't know what side he was on, but it was just like, we know that's not a (laughs) that's not a useful tactic, my friend. Didn't they? uh, Yeah. Yeah. They were of that recently, too, of uh, of of a guy breaking windows. And, with uh, an umbrella, right? He had an umbrella or something? Yeah, something like that. And people yeah. were like, hey, what the fuck? And then right. then they notice his boots, and they're like, this right. guy's a cop. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what Jones said. Look at the boots. Yeah. That's what he used to say. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're just true, shit though. disturbers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. look and at their stance. Like you can tell a cop by the way they're standing. Like, no shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And that's that's what happened in Toronto is, uh, the G, with the G20 is, um, like, people who were who were peacefully protesting they're within their within their right to do so mm-hmm. um, and then you have these shit disturbers yeah. who who just and then the, and then you're just in the way and then you get and then you get uh, 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 illegally arrested right essentially people right. are putting their shitting pants back on <laughs> because pants shitting is definitely happening <laughs> It's definitely happening. Definitely. Oh yeah. Sorry. Definitely. I mean, you said you said shit disturbers. <laughs> Clearly triggered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you triggered. had to do that. I'm of gonna course. make some weird shit. <laughs> We're gonna make them eat our shit. Did that this then morning. Shit out <laughs> our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. <laughs> shit disturbers. Yep. That's right. No, that's that's some crazy shit, man. It's, it's crazy. I didn't realize it got so fucking nuts up in Toronto, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember friends of mine had like when I had Facebook, people would post all these uh, all these videos of of what happened. It was it was just devastating. Uh, just who lived down there, and because uh, mm-hmm. like I just remember when it ha- when the G20 went on, um, I was like, I'm not going downtown. And then my friends were like, Let's go downtown. Let's go visit our friend in this <laughs> condo uh, by the lake. And I'm like, All right, I guess. And I I don't understand or how I don't know how I got all the way down there without getting stopped. Like hmm. uh. really. Like just, just with the proximity of where this, um, where this, uh, basically fenced off area was going to be, um, uh, it was, it was, I was shocked. I, I, I don't know. I must have a shoehorn up my ass or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe you walk like a cop. <laughs> maybe I walk like a drive and walk like a cop. That might be it. Yep. Oh, she's one of us. Let her through. She's undercover. Let her through. Oh, she's undercover. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> I think I've seen her around the station. <laughs> Bitch took the last eclair, but whatever. Whatever. Let her on through. 
that's me. <laughs> and it's the one I really like, too. The one with bacon on the top. The maple sauce syrup shit, whatever it is. Oh, that's 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 my faves. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Dory. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, maybe they're cops, let's listen to a voicemail. Maybe cops right. are leaving us voicemails right now. That's right. In fact, screw that. Pound me. Yeah. Now let's let's do it. Farting loudly. Definitely cop. Yeah, it's definitely a cop. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's it's hot here again in the Pacific Northwest. What? Um, hey, phone boy. Somebody turned up the heat hey. again. I'm not going to get to what oh. it was. Um, I don't know, at the end of June, but it's still hot. And unfortunately, since then, I've lost my uh, uh, my air conditioner in my office, or at least I don't want it to leak all over my floor again. So, uh. yeah, I'm not running it. But uh, So I've got a fan here, that, so hopefully that's not uh, – you, you can or can't hear it. So – what was the last book I read? Well, I've actually been, I'm actually reading books. This is, it's kind of weird because I have not been, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have not historically read a ton of books, but I've picked up a habit where I'll read maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes a night or something on, on books, usually on my iPad. Uh-huh. You know, I don't read the New York Times and have to the vocal fry, but, um, so um, the book I'm currently reading is a book called uh, Change Your Words, Change Your World by Andrea Gardner. And I picked that up from a, um, I, picked, I picked that up from a, um, uh, I, don't, I think I, I think I picked it up from Doji and the Social, actually. That's where I seem to get all of my uh, reading suggestions from. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward book, but it talks about how the words you use and the, the words you think change your whole outlook on life. Um, and I do believe that, that that is definitely true. This is a, I'll probably be finished with this book pretty quickly. Um, what I will be, uh, some of the books I've read, I've, I've actually read both Jordan Peterson books, um, on the, uh, I don't know, the Beyond Order and 12 Rules for Life. And yeah, that, that those turned into, uh, dissertations of sorts. Um, and yeah, I also read the Godsod book, uh, The Parasitic Mind, basically why people have, uh, uh, have these weird ideas that uh, seem to have infected everybody and can't go anywhere. So anyway, and of course, I'm, I'm also listening to Hog Story while I'm doing this because I forgot to do this before the show because I'm a dumbass and I'm listening to Quirk S in my ears. So that should give you an idea as to what I'm calling. <laughs> oh my! Anyway, um, oh you know my. this is, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I've been reading, and yeah, I've been, I've actually been pretty every night for the last seven ish months or so. Um, so you know, good for me. Yeah, woo! <laughs> and her head is gone. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, phone boy. <laughs> Is that Star Wars or no? Uh, yeah, it was his boss mass shaking his cheeks. Right. <laughs> That's right. Not clapping his cheeks, though. No. <laughs> That's much different. different uh, that would have been an entirely different movie. <laughs> there you go, guys. Pump those cheeks. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks, phone boy. I, uh, I, Thanks, I noted boy. those books as well. Change your words, change your world. By Andrew Gardner, and um, 
What was the other one he said? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, he uh, mentioned uh, Jordan Peterson's book. Yeah both, oh, yeah. both of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, The Parasitic Mind by... Uh, oh, Godset? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was always wondered how to pronounce that guy's name. Godset? Godset? Yeah. It's... I. I miss the Miss Rogan since he went to Spotify and um, then there was yeah. for a little while there was like a somebody had put something that turned it into a feed and so I was using that but then that that died or something so I kind of haven't listened. To oh that. yeah, I, I think I was using the same same feed. Yeah, I gave in and uh, got Spotify, which is fucking lame whoever yeah. is working on their video player earn your fucking money you dumb what the fuck fu- yes right can you listen without the video or no yes uh i can anyway where you know i you struggled the, with that if i go and look at another app the audio still plays but mm-hmm. when it goes to an ad in the middle of an episode when it comes okay. back to an ad it won't continue playing the video i have Jesus. to completely close the app the fuck and then reopen the app and then it'll play oh, and damn. there's a 50 50 chance it's gonna start you back with another fucking ad no it sucks. and it's and that's a paid uh thing right no no you no it's the for... free no it's the free yeah, oh there's a the fr- fr- but okay so there's like a paid and a free spotify yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just still super annoying to use. Yeah, that is really still annoying. super annoying. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. when it, it it borks itself whenever it plays an ad. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's, Damn. it's stupid. Because uh, no. I wanted to see Adam on there, and then I wanted to mm-hmm. watch uh, the one with Quentin Tarantino. Mm, somebody ripped the Adam one. That's how I did see the, uh, oh, the Adam okay. one. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, whoever did that. That's, yeah. That's oh, nice. I haven't seen No Agenda Social, I think, somewhere. I can't remember. Oh, but. cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, I waited. I saw a lot of people were like, oh, how come I can't watch the video? And I was like, somebody will put it up. I'll yeah. wait. <laughs> it, they might have only done the audio. I think that's what I listened to, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so no quirks or whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's do another voicemail. Yeah, let's do another voicemail. Thanks again, phone boy. Uh, Thanks, yeah. phone boy. Love hearing from that guy. And he's always throwing uh-huh. in uh, funny clips at the end. Yeah, he did he four is. hours with me back in, I don't know, it was a while ago. <laughs> really? It's great. Oh, that's he's so a great cool. guy. He's a great he's guy. Great. Oh, he's got yeah. a great story, a crazy story. Um, oh, he does. I think I had him and the Denman, the Denman, like oh, back yeah. to back. And really? they're both from that area and like kind of have oh. little wild early stories of their life and stuff. So oh, neat. it's really good. Yeah. Mm, I like it. We got a lot of cool people around us. That's, yeah, that's also we do. Pretty neat. Yeah. And if I ever meet you, phone boy, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck your fun hole. <laughs> fill it up with my fun. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, you know. I, I mean, I, I'd at least get consent first. <laughs> and also, <laughs> another voicemail. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that Obama clip. <laughs> That's Me a great too. One. That's pretty great. Another voicemail. Here we go. Yes. How do you get a job here, fuckface? Well, not by talking like that. <laughs> not bad. I don't know if you can hear this right now. I'm at work still. Just uh, hang on. <clears throat> Sorry, I got voice shyness apparently. Let's give it a second. <clears throat> It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little blue pill. 
Come on now. Come on, little guy. You can get it up. You can get it. You can, get it. You can, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Come on now. Come on now. There we go. Oh, excellent. Come on, caller. You're Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes, yeah, so I'm just taking a little pee at work in the bathroom. <laughs> That's super nice. cool of you. Yeah. That's really the, cool. The old water splash there. But, I can uh, hear that, yeah. The last concert I saw great. was Tenacious D in Nashville with Jack Black and Kyle Gass. And they mm. both had big, gray, white beards, and they looked like wizards. And it was a fucking <laughs> really great show. Oh, wow. It was actually yeah. cool. it was a great show. It wasn't what one might have thought would be the application of Smell-O-Vision. <laughs> Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, <laughs> but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> this smells like Here's my the vagina. What's the song, Fuck You Gently or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I'll fucking fuck you completely. Yeah. Some shit <laughs> like that. Thanks, Ned. Ned, I think he's got a short follow-up, so I might as well play it. All right. <laughs> I mean, why not? No, yeah, why not? It's Ned. Ned, after all, white people can fucking smoke some meat. Is that Eddie Vedder? I saw Pearl Jam live. They fucking suck. Hey. Uh, how dare you? How dare you? Yes. Drink your own. Your Here's the thing with that champ. That's short for champion. I that I believe that was Sir Seat Sitter. Oh. I know oh. that voice anywhere. Punch him in the face. Oh, it was Sir Seat Sitter. It was not Ned Ned. I'm confusing the two guys. Now they're one and the same. They should fuse <laughs> together like uh, Dragon Ball Z style. Do it already. I only we know can, uh, have Sir Seat Ned. <laughs> Or Sir Net Sitter, you know, whichever. <laughs> but no, really, uh, that's my go-to. If I'm in a bar and they're doing karaoke and I'm just the right amount of drunk, I'll get up and do Yellow Leadbetter, but instead of singing the words, I'll sing Dead Fetus in rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> dead Fetus! Dead Fetus! So anyway. I got, well, I got threatened because I uh, did the end at a karaoke. <laughs> Oh, you oh, did? Shit, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, so a girl came up to my girlfriend, I guess, at the time, not my wife yet, and said, yeah, if he didn't fucking shut up, my boyfriend's going to beat the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, okay. No, I mean, it's like a fucking eight-minute song or whatever the hell it is, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah. 11 minutes. Like, eight there would be the radio yeah, cut, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will massacre you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet you made a lot of friends that night Yeah, totally <laughs> <laughs> The cops are here, I have placentas on my feet You know what, this ain't my day, I'm out <laughs> Placentas on your feet Man, well this is a, this is a good time uh, This cool. was Thanks a great time Thanks for fucking hanging out with us, man Yeah, yeah thank awesome. you, William it was great. Cool. Thank you. It was very no, awesome. Great. We gotta we gotta have you back in here sometime and we'll do and hang out and yeah. uh, shit. We'll come on your show too if you want us to. We'll yeah, come all over Absolutely. the place. <laughs> yes, we'll come good. all over the place. Yes, together individually. You know, it's up to you. It's, it depends on how um, how big your mop bucket is. <laughs> I'll get a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, good to know. We'll, we'll be sure and warn you. Uh, 
Well, on uh, on that note, I'll say thanks to everybody listening live. Thanks anybody listening to the recorded version of this. And yes, uh, yes thank yeah, you. Yeah, go um, go out and uh, do things. Go podcasting. Yeah, go podcasting. Yeah, yeah. William, uh, let let everybody know where 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 they can find you. Sure. Uh, everything you can basically find at uh, just culturewar.radio. Straight up culturewar.radio. Um, everything there, how to get it live on the show. Again, it's 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday nights, three hours, and uh, just try to hear different perspectives. So uh, whatever you came up during the week you want to talk about, think about something, and uh, let's figure it out. Let's uh, try to not be uh, enemies, assholes to each other. So let's work it out. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's a great message. Well, thanks again, William. We awesome. appreciate you coming on to the show. Thank oh, you. yeah. And I've been coming on my own show. I'm Fletcher. <laughs> and I'm always coming on this show. In the smoker, I'm Carolyn Blaney. I like fresh air, motherfucker. And you're dumb. And you're dumb. You're Jeff Goldblum. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But he ain't gonna put his feet on our couch, I'll tell you that. When I talk, you don't talk. It's lit. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. See the funny, make me laugh. And his asshole was Motherfucker, I was getting changed, you know what I'm saying? I don't want that shit on TV. So that was different.